Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. All-star break uh, doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't usually matter so much to me. Uh, you know, I, I find it disruptive because it gets me out of the rhythm of setting a lineup every day. Yeah, you know, it, it's like um, in boxing, the punches that take the most energy are the ones that miss, not the ones that hit. Because <laughs> when they hit, when they hit, they have some resistance. But yep. when you just swing, it's your body has to stop all that momentum. So it's actually more energy when you miss. It's the same exact thing with the All Star Game, you know. You so you get so used to the the uh, friction that you have of, of hitting, hitting that lineup, smashing that uh, smashing that lineup. All of a sudden, it's not there. Yep, and it's it's only three days. I mean, three or four days depends. You probably set your lineup already for the two games on Thursday, but it, it matters to me. I don't know. I, I feel it. Feel like I get out of it. A does little it bit. get? It just gets you out of the sink. No, it does. Yeah. The syncopation. Just I I totally I. I that's the same thing. And you know what? It's not just us. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be everybody in the Home Run Derby. <laughs> it, We've already yeah. predicted. Uh, did, did you do you care about the Home Run Derby? We're recording on Tuesday, so the Home Run Derby happened last night. Um, congratulations, I guess, to Juan Soto on the on his second half slump that's upcoming. I, congratulations on the $480 million that he thinks that he's going to get um, from some team that's not named the Washington Nationals as well. Also, Also that. I mean... Do you think he's wrong? No. Exactly. I don't. Exactly. I mean, like, compared to it, Fernando Tatis, it's like you could be the, if you are on the field, you are probably the best player in fantasy that we could have. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm sure you sell the t shirts, mm-hmm. you sell the mm-hmm. ev- everything Padres. Mm-hmm. Soto has some injury risk, but not nearly to yeah. the extent that Tatis does. And his, he, he's already had a great career <laughs> right exactly and, and it mattered i know i was he was gonna say and he's 23 well, how 23, 23 and 266 24? days because oh my word i mean like yeah any team that gets him when the well, any team that gets him is like great like compared to like mookie betts who was in his 30s when yep. he wanted that huge contract yep bryce harper exactly some somebody's gonna do it i think i i, I think it makes sense twins uh twins are not gonna do it i'm just saying that no like the the Dodgers. There's more money than the entire Twins team is going to make over the 14 years. That's the aim, at least. It's not not entirely wrong on that front. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. it's 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 a lot of like I'm not I'm not knocking it as a lot of money. I'm just saying that some team's going to pony it up. I mean, some team's going to make that much. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, inflation as it is. Exactly. I mean, pff, you know, makes total sense. So, anyway. Let's see what one. Let's see what happens with Juan Soto. Uh, that home run derby performance can't hurt. Um, you know, sad to see Julio. I mean, the guy that I want to talk about though, Julio. I know Julio. that's exactly where I was yeah. going. Julio Rodriguez. Uh, he looks good. He looks good. What's his over under for the second half of the season home runs? Because I'm going to take the under. Honestly, I want. I want it to go. I want it to go low because I I own shares of him and I don't want to see a major sophomore slump. 
I would like him to. This would be it. Would be great if he has a slump right now. I would like him like to have a, a second half freshman year slump, and come back next year with with something. Okay, so what? Let's see. What is he? What is he on pace for right now for home runs? He is on pace for twenty eight, which would mean twelve more home runs. His projected was nineteen. I mean, I'll I'll go over. I'm fine with that. I actually think that he will go over that. Oh no, not not. I'm not going to give you nineteen. I, no, 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 three. Not, not seems like a little low. Not nineteen. I'm saying he's at. I he's his pace is twenty eight, right? You said. Mm-hmm. I'll take the over on that. You'll take the over on twenty eight. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. He. Oh wow. His his trajectory, his tra- like the second derivative, is yeah. is non zero, right? The second derivative is positive of his home runs right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be more worried. I mean, he, he really he really didn't get off to that hot of a start. He got off to a decent start, right? But it wasn't on the hit. It wasn't the home runs. Yeah, exactly. And so so I I will take I will take over on that. Um, twelve more. Twelve more. Okay. Yeah. All right. Getting uh, just doing a couple check ins here on the fantasy level. Fantasy leaders: Aaron Judge seven weeks, Shane McClanahan four weeks. Good job, guys. That will. All, there's virtually no chance that that'll be different next week. So, you know, yeah, hold on hold on to those guys. Uh, TGFBI, I moved up to 389. I'm now the Way third worst batting average. Um, and you moved down a little bit to 304, but, you know, you're just in you're in the Peloton right now. So it's not a big deal. Well, it was uh, we, we cut for time a segment about DTD yep. players. And, wow, did I make the wrong – I didn't have a lot of choices, and then I made the wrong choices. Yep. And even a, a, a weekend kind of adjustment didn't get me back right. Because it's hard. It's hard right before the MLB playoffs because they're just like, we'll keep you out a couple – an extra day. Who cares? And then if we need to, we'll put you on the IL – Exactly. This is, I mean, it was, it's like the Whit Merrifield conundrum, right? Oh, you can't go to Canada, but you just sit out a couple games anyway and not put you on the IL. Super annoying. Uh, I just want to say a fond, unfond farewell to Eduardo Rodriguez and Mike Zunino, who had been absolutely clogging up space on my bench. I finally, (laughs) the, you know, finally woke up and realized, I don't think either of these guys are playing on my team the rest of the year. So Mike Zanino for injuries, Eduardo Rodriguez, because dude is gone. They don't know where he is. Dude is gone. Nobody knows. For we're going on we're going on almost a month of them saying like, yeah, we just haven't heard anything from him. So yeah. okay, all right. He's such a weird dude. He's gone. He's gone. So so we'll see. I'm hoping I'm hoping actually that I can continue my uh, my trudge trudge upward with that development. Did you grab Jose Miranda? I did not. Oh. I, I, I grabbed I grabbed him in TGFBI. Didn't didn't do that at home league, and he's just been helpful. Two games this week, isn't he? Not going to play. <laughs> yep. Well, let's get into our main segment here. We are peeking in the bet box. This was uh, long foretold uh, in the sense that we decided we were doing it at the All Star <laughs> break. Uh, we actually planned this year, doing it at the All Star break. We'll do it at the end of the season, which is good because that's sort of when we naturally start to look at evaluating things. So we're just going to whip through a bunch of these here. We have a, a chunk that are settled, and then a whole bunch of stuff that's unsettled, and we'll just kind of update where we're at. All right, oldest one in the box, 5.48, Noevi Marte, 0.5 PAs in 2021. I said under, you said over. He is still in high A as of today, but as you know, this bet could go either way very quickly, 2022. Wait, 2021? 2022. 2022. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. All of, he needs to just call it, call it up for a second. 
Exactly. This could go either way. It's that one's going to be we're going to be running it to the last game. 14 game win streak for the Mariners. Good for them. Does mean that a whole lot of stuff might mean that they don't want to bring up any kids in September. It might mean that they want to have a little teeny bit of extra depth for like a specialist mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. on defensive or on the base. He is a specialist. Yeah. 6.02, Josh Donaldson, 400 PAs. I said over. He's at 297 at the basically 90-game mark for teams. So uh, I think he's going to make it. But again, one of those ones where it could go south real quick. Yeah, the whole theory of the case was that he could be a, a, he's an IL 10-day. He's a 10-day IL guy who ends up on the IL for 30 games. That's right. It's just it's <laughs> So that one is not settled yet, but that doesn't mean that it won't be very quickly settled. <laughs> Uh, another one that, that we're hanging on for, Falefa versus Urshela, 2022 PAs. I love this one. I have Falefa, you have Urshela. They are two PAs apart at the All-Star break. That is wild. And Urshela is, you'd rather have the Falefa uh, at bats, right? I, I would. I would. I'm, I'm honestly impressed that Urshela is managing to rack up that many. You know, good for him. He's at 308 right now. Falefa's at 306. So we'll see. On a division leader. On a division leader. Don't go out and pick them up, though, guys. Please don't. And so these, remember, I'm giving you the, I'm giving you our podcast stamps. But up until we get to 6.05, we're talking about preseason stuff. So these are preseason predictions right, right, right. that we made. Yeah. 6.02, Jose Iglesias, 500 PAs in 2022 this year. I said over. He's at 300. I'm feeling pretty optimistic about this one, but we'll see. He's doing great. He's he's he has days he has weeks that he's doing really well and that team has no one else to play exactly and he's not a major injury risk so I I think I'm hoping I'll just sail into that one similar to how I'm hoping I'll sail into Alex Colomate 20 saves in 2022 I'm on the under he's got four currently yeah he's he, there's no way that he can get to 20 now especially with Bard being decent I guess Bard could get traded. He could very very well, but I don't know that he's a huge trade target. No, no, why would he be? But no, that's the problem. Is that it's like sometimes you think about it that way, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, exactly. the, the guy who's in second in a closer back committee is going to get a whole lot of opportunity. But I'm, if you're looking for Daniel Bard, I mean, wow, not that are the Red Sox going to do that? Not that. I mean, maybe. No, I don't know. Um, all Bring right, him back, boys. Let's talk about two. Uh, Two, two sad pitcher ones here. 6.03, Walker Bueller over under 200 innings pitched in 2022. Uh, we we actually did a pretty good job. Uh, right, so this is actually jinxing 2022. Him. We did a great job jinxing him. I said under. You said over. We, we both thought it would be pretty close. We also both predicted in, oh, this is actually from 5.17. We did predict the 2021 strikeout rate correctly, so we were feeling pretty good. Bueller's at 58 Ks right now. Uh, it's not great. And on the IL, which is not And on the IL. Another guy, Jake DeGrom, uh, we predicted 212, set the lines at 212.5 Ks, 189.5 innings, and 15.5 p. I said under on all three. Well, he's at zero Ks and zero IPs, but he is. <laughs> he is coming back. He, he is coming yeah. back. He is coming uh, back. So, get to 190. So there'll be something. Now, I mean, this this is kind of wild. So, I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't, I thought he'd be not 212K guy, but I didn't think he'd be major injury risk, miss half the season kind of guy. He's always major injury risk, mishaps. And I, I was like, I think it was like right after that podcast, he was like, he was 
yeah. on track, looking great. And then it was just, boom, he's gone. And then he looks really good mowing down those children in the uh, single A, double A. I mean, you see, you see a pro ball player, like a legit pro ball player in the minor leagues, and it's embarrassing, right? All right, 6.05 was our last bet box, and we we packed a bunch in here. We remember we're trying to build some rate intuition, so we did this exercise where we compared Ks per batters faced for a bunch of pitchers, and then home runs per plate appearances on the, on the hitting side. And we said we would resolve these at the All-Star break, so we're actually talking about them now. Really interesting stuff. The idea was essentially, do you think guys are going to be better or worse than they were last year? So we got six pitchers, Luis Castillo, Shane McClanahan, uh, Clayton Kershaw, these were all guys going around ADP of 100. Luis Castillo, we said over under 23.9 Ks per batter faced, which is not that great. He, uh, You said under. You thought he'd be even worse. He's sitting pretty at 25.5. You're actually getting something out of him. 82 Ks so far. He's he's mowing guys down, yeah. He has to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does. He has to against with the Reds. Yeah, I thought that there was going to be... Because there was, our, we already knew that there was going to be an injury at that point. I thought he was going to be slow to come back, mm-hmm. but he was slow to come back. And then when he came back, he was ready. Exactly. They just it was it was red light, green light. It was yep. not. There was no yellow light. Come in five innings pitched here, five innings pitched there. No, he came in and he started pitching, and he was he looked pretty good. That's I mean, good for him. I mean, when you're writing your resume and cover letter for the Dodgers or the Yankees or something like that. You want to come in and just show that he, you know what you're doing. Do you think he's even going to get that? I don't I don't know. We'll see. Uh, okay. Shane McClanahan, a guy that you underestimated here. Come on, Shane. Although everybody underestimated him. 27.2 Ks per nine, which is good, but not elite. Shane McClanahan is currently at 35.7% of the batters that he faces strike out. He strikes More out. than wow. one of every three batters that gets up into the batter's box gets struck out by him. That, I mean, that tells you basically everything you need to know. And let me just say that number is not sustainable. That's not, no, that's not no, a sustainable no, number. So, be, yeah, so you know, good for McClanahan, but he's, that there has to be regression. There's just no way. Because a guy that you're talking about who is elite, Clayton Kershaw, we said 29.5% was his last year uh, K per batter's faced. You said under. He is, in fact, under that, which is a sound prediction. So 75 out of 275, 2%. 27.2 uh, K is per batter's faced. And that's still good. That's still good. Don't get me wrong. But it's not. Interesting. So one is, I mean, he's under by 2.3%. And Castillo is over by 1.6%. That's pretty close. No, th- those are close, but th- those are... And also when you consider like their age. <laughs> I know. But th- but my point is those those are actually measurable differences that give you a sense of sort of what their value should be like. Mm-hmm. And guys that are more... Okay, so here are guys that are more obvious. Jose Urquidy, Joe Ryan, and Alex Wood, who were all at roughly uh, ADP of 200. And there were three remarkable things here. So Urquidy was super low at 21% over under, <laughs> except you said over... Except he went down. He's at 18.4%, which is also not sustainable. But, I mean, you know that every fantasy owner is disappointed in Urquidy this year. This is just not, this is obviously not who you drafted. This is not who you wanted because, yeah, and I I think I I picked him up from the waiver wire. And he was on the, you think even TJFBI was on the waiver Mm -hmm. wire because he's like, Mm -hmm. he's not getting the wins. He wasn't getting a lot of innings. But recently he's turned it around, which is, it looks like he's, 
Yeah, by the end of the season, I bet you that it's going to go. Do you want to have this full season? Sure, let's make it full season. I think I, I, I agree with I agree with you on that. I mean, a bunch of these. I'll double or nothing. That okay, one for full a bunch season. of these are sort of regression candidate type things. Joe Ryan last year, thirty percent. Uh, we obviously knew that was going to be way overkill. He's at twenty one point five this year, and that feels right. Sadly, that feels right. Yep. That is a major regression. As a side note. That's, of course. I mean, that's a yeah. huge, huge, huge regression. Uh, yeah. If you drafted him again today, there's no way you draft him around ADP of 100. There's no chance. Yeah. And Alex Wood here, over you said over 26%. He's currently at 23.9%. Um, just not just not getting that volume. I mean, the only... So I, I should say you pred- you predicted Ryan Joe Ryan correctly. So you're you're one for three on both these. So you're two for six on, on the two rate. Two for six, Wow. Uh, yeah, almost like you threw this out at me, and I didn't. I wasn't able to predict it. Right. No, but it's but it's it's hard to predict. But my point, when the the point that we talked about at the time is that these rates are an intuition that we need to build, right? Uh-huh, because yeah. because if if we'd thought about Urquidy, okay, twenty one point two, wow, that's actually maybe real. Then you'd say, oh, never mind. I actually don't want to touch Urquidy because his peripheral numbers aren't that good. Well, that was, I think, yeah, that's that was the whole point. Or Joe Ryan, people yeah. are buying him because his peripherals are nuts. You know, his peripherals Don't are buy off him the at charts. The, at, the, at the spot where, where he's uh, getting drafted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, on the hitting side, interesting stuff here. Again, so we're talking about home runs per PAs. We sort of set this before. It was like 4% was fine, 5% was good, 6% is elite. And so I gave you kind of a mixture of a mixture of guys here. The first round, first batch going around 100 uh, Hanniger, Winker, Schwarber. It was it was Hanniger was at five point six percent, Winker at four point nine five percent, Schwarber at six point seven nine percent. I am actually super. Oh, you got two of the three of these. Sorry about that. That was so rude of me. Uh, there we go. Hey, you said under for Hanniger. Uh, Hanner Hanniger is actually way over, but I actually am not going to count this. I think we got to call this a push because oh, because thirty six. Hanniger yeah, has thirty six so- PAs. The, the fact that three of those are home <laughs> yeah. runs is remarkable, but this is way against, way go Hanager, but way yeah, against no, the, the spirit of the case because no one would own him. Ten percent. The point was, should you yeah. own? The point was, should you own these guys at their rate? Not like are small number statistics going to dominate? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> the point. The, are you going to get by fuck? Exactly. Fuck by, uh, small number statistics. Yeah. Because the yes, the, I think the answer is yes. It's always yes. The point of this exercise was to say was to do small number statistics early on the season and say if they matched sort of what we thought they would. And you said way under on Winker. Makes perfect sense, right? Winker was great last year, too good last year. This year, he's got eight home runs, good for 2.2%. I mean, that that feels more like the Winker we knew and didn't love before. Yeah. If you look at his his uh, avatar, that's the Winker that you expect, <laughs> not the, the numbers that were associated with him last year. But I'm super... This is Seattle Winker, Yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm, I'm super impressed with this Schwarber pick because at the time, I remember being like, uh, you're taking the over on 6.79%. Kyle Schwarber this year, 7.4% of his PAs are home runs. That, I mean, that's big. That's big. It's a, it's a lot. Big numbers. Those are big numbers. Good for him. 29 home runs that's so far. big beer belly. Well, it yeah. is. And he's, he's powering it over the fence. All right. And then guys around 200 here. So, so that was two of three. Good job calling those correctly. Um, uh, and then around ADP of 200, Frank Schwindel, Adam Duvall, uh, and Randall Gritchick, you said, respectively, Schwindel under 5.4. Great. We thought that would be mm. we thought that would be overkill. 
Uh, Duvall over 6.84, thought he would just be a masher. <laughs> Randall Gritchick over 4.04, thought he would get some of that Colorado regression. Well, Schwindel is under, good job. Duvall under, way under, way yeah. underperforming. Gritchick way under as well. Uh, I what? Well, Gritchick doesn't have that much to do to get over. The one that I'm curious, the one that I'm, you singled out the one that I'm curious about. I'm curious what you think about Gritchick. Is Gritchick a double or nothing for you? By the end of season, is his home run percent over four? Yeah. I don't. I I don't really like that because I think there's there's ah well. I mean, who else is going to play? I guess is a, is a big thing. Gritchick has a guaranteed spot. I mean, he's he's playing full games. He's playing. He's an everyday player. That's no concern. Yeah, I mean, that that three hundred number compared to like Schwarber at three ninety one, Winker at three fifty nine. That's a little bit of a team function, but yeah. Where is he in the lineup? Five, I think. Five and six. Five, I, yeah, I, I double or nothing. I agree. All right, let's we'll call that one a double or nothing. That's a fun one. All right, so uh, you're doing okay here. You 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 stuck alive through that. A little under fifty percent, but you know what can you do? You're all right. Yeah, one out of three each time, basically. Basically. One. So that that was fun. I think we should come back to those rates at some point. All right, let's whip through a few more here. We have a lot of pitchers. We tried to make it our goal to put one in per bet box. We per one in per review. We were close. We did okay. Uh, sticking with the percentage, Brandon Woodruff, 29.1% Ks per total battle faced. I said over. He is at 30.2. I'll take it, but it's full season. Is that for the That's year? Full season. The, oh, full That's full season. season. Okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll see if that regresses. Shane Bieber, 189 innings. If you want his ERA and whip to go in the direction that you want it to, that's probably going to go down. That number is going down. I think that number is going down. I actually, if I were to re-pick this, I would pick under. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? Uh, Shane Bieber, 189 innings pitched. I said under. You said over. He's at 106 and 17 games started. That's on track for over. I said over? Yep. Oh, there you go. Um, okay. There you go. Not Not bieber that we're expecting not the bieber we were expecting uh but he's getting it done all right one that is probably going to go your way shohei otani 110 innings pitched over under i said under you said over he's at 87 so unless they uh really draw him back you got that not settled yet but close julio arias 8.6 k per nine that discussion is funny to revisit i said under you said over optimistically he's at 8.75 k per nine right now (sighs) that's close that's close. He was right there. To be fair, when we reviewed him, he was under 8K per nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, he's, going so the right, he's, well, he's gotten the right he's, way, but I think that line is actually going to be pretty good. That line is going to come out pretty gonna well. It's going to be really close. Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be really close. Aaron Nola versus Zach Grinke, three-category head-to-head wins ERA whip. I have no defenses for this. I said Grinke, you said Nola. Grinke is three wins, Nola six. Grinke 4.64 ERA, Nola 3.13 ERA, and the kick in the teeth. Grinky 1.33 whip. Aaron Nola, 0.91 whip. Good for Aaron Nola. Wow. Good for Aaron Nola. That one. What were you thinking? That one's basically <laughs> settled at this point. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought something would happen. Grinky started the year pretty well on everything but K's, right? right. Was the whole, this, the whole Yeah, thing. exactly. And this, so this is early season that we're talking about this. And so Nola did 6.11. Uh, so we're talking two months ago still at this point. Um, all right, six point one two. Nestor Cortez. We had two here. K per nine, ten point two. You said over. He's at nine point three two K per nine. I don't think he can pull that up by a whole one in the second half. It's doubtful because it, especially that means that recently that number has been way down. Yep. So yep. people have figured him out, or he's lost some shine. 
it's hard to get back on the horse when you've gotten off. I think I think just lost a little bit of shine, and that's okay because. But look at this: Nestor Cortez versus Marcus Simeon. We said player Raider CBS rankings here. I have Simeon. You have Cortez. Cortez is at sixty-one. Simeon fifty-nine. That could easily flip in the second half. I think that's a pretty. I think it's it's actually much more even than I expected it to be. It's very close. Yeah, Simeon has started to. He's not looking good though. Lucas Giolito. 209.5 Ks. I said under. He's at 102 in 16 games started. This is going to be close. Will it? <laughs> if he doesn't miss any starts, he'll make it. <laughs> yeah, it's Lucas Giolito. Of course he's going to miss some starts. Okay, but if he didn't, well. But if he but didn't. If he didn't. Right. All right, so that one's probably going to me. But the other, here's two that are going to you. Sandy Alcantara, 16.5 wins. You said over. He's at nine right now. Probably going to make it. Maybe mm-hmm. not. Six, wow, way to go, Sandy. But then 3.3 ERA full season. You said under. He's at 1.76. I mean, we're talking major regression if he doesn't make that. Yeah, that's going to be... Good luck to the Sandy Alcantara owners if he does, <laughs> if he hits the over on three. Wow, that would be rough. That would be rough. Yeah, Sandy. What What do you think about Good Sandy job. Alcantara? I mean, we so this we're talking about... We talked about him five weeks ago. I think he's only gotten more shine right mm-hmm. yeah we we're pretty high on him when we talked and i think i don't know i think the big thing was that uh, like the numbers were there for him to continue continue doing this i i would go back to i would go back to your side of the deal here um it given you know given five more weeks of of information i think i think you're on the right side of both of those it just does it just seems pretty good and you're also we're talking about a team that's like, I don't think they're not the Miami isn't really the team to just shut players down because you're not really going. It's not like next year is going to be any better to like shut this player down for us. It's like this is what we got. Like come to the suburbs to watch Miami play. These are the players that we have. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, <laughs> good, good sum up. Let's just talk about the business side of this a little sure. bit. You know, this isn't this isn't the Red Sox in a down year where it's like okay, well. We're going to sit all of our good players because hopefully next year we can buy some people and be good. But no, this is like we need to have someone out there. Yeah, yeah I like I, I like Sandy Alcantara. I'll be interesting end of the season whether whether he goes like top five, top top five pitcher. I think he will. I I would be surprised if he doesn't. I think at beginning of next season, do you think he's going to be top five? I do. I do think he'll be top five next year. I just I just don't see it. Okay, pop. Do you want to put that in pop the another, over pop under another under line down here? Yeah, you got it. Preseason next year, next two, 2023. Um, preseason is Alcantara top five. All right. Uh, how about this one, Mike Trout? And then we're going to be debating Otani. Yeah, so I guess it's five point five point five over under. Five point. Um, you're giving five point five. All right, fair enough. It's five point. Um, okay, Mike Trout over under one hundred thirty five point five games. I said over. He's played in 79 of 92, which puts him on pace for 139. If he'd sat two more games, he would be under pace. So this one's actually pretty tight. That was a good. That was a good number. It would, it, this little thing next to his name, IL, is that? Can you erase that and remove that, or does it just like all of a sudden come back? I don't know what's gonna happen. He's 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 only got to miss a few. He's only got to come back for some games. Anyway, I. That one's gonna be tight. That one's gonna be tight. It's right there. This is this is this is the Mike Trout that we now know and love. Yep. It's it's gonna be tight. Ah, all right. 
Last one that we have any info on. Tony Gonsolin over under 134.5 innings pitched. You said over. He's at 93.2 in 17 games started. Unless they majorly shut him down, you're going to make it. And why would they? And why would they? Nope, they've been doing great. All right. uh, Last two here. Freddy Peralta over under drafted as a top 25.5 pitcher next year. You said better the under on that. I don't know. He's been on the he's been on the aisle since we talked about it, so we have no info. Yeah. And last week's discussion: Lance Lynn versus Corey Kluber. Second half, so it starts today. We have no info. ERA, WHIP, K's, wins, innings pitched. I'm on Kluber. You're on Lynn. We'll just have to sit tight. So I think I don't feel great about that. Oh, he got it, Lynn got one more stinker in there. He did. <laughs> he, he really he really did. I think that about brings us to the review session. Chris Sale. What does he even say? Does Chris Sale make it again? So Chris Sale's appeared in two games this year. Um, he's 0-1. Good job. He's pitched 5.2 innings. He broke his finger. So I guess he's got a. I guess he's got a 3.18 ERA and five Ks and 1.06 WHIP. I mean, the, so the, the only relevant question for Sale is what happens next year. What do you do with him next year? He's basically shown he's he's 33, which isn't old. It's not young. The injury break, the finger injury is more of a freak accident to me. But what, what do you do with him? What do we do with him next year? Honestly, what do we do? He's pitched, what, okay, what is this? 838 pitches since the end of the 2019 se- season. 838 pitches since the end of the 2019 season. Well, he, he sat out 2020 completely, right? So nothing right there. He pitched 42 innings last year in 2021, and he's probably going to – I mean, does he pitch again this year? I th- – this Red Sox season is is like on the brink of collapse. Yeah, exactly. Because it needed reinforcements. It need, This is – the whole point was like, hey, we've actually – we're going to be able to get things – keep things together with Minnesota tattoos on the old bumper and – Yep. Uh, Unfortunately, he's he's a cavalry, and then he's like, man, you know, my horse died. <laughs> this this is really frustrating, but I it's not unpredictable because he's been an injury guy. He's slight, and he plays with ferocity, and he has never been able to do the Randy Johnson's thing of like figure out how to like just get a little bit more on the bone, mm-hmm. and and cage some of that rage i mean the stupid thing of which i mean i like him raging at the whiteboard or whatever in that video yeah. is is fine that's what he does but it shows you the kind of guy that he is he's not channeling that on the mound effectively but you but you have to somebody has to own him because if he's healthy you know he's going to be a team a fantasy team maker someone's like, got to draft like, him right whoever, whoever drafts him next year if he plays a full season the value that you got him at is going to be incredible right because if you draft it where is the point where you you take on the risk because this is not exactly. this is not an assessment of value it's a risk assessment when you start yeah. the season next year where is the value based on the risk for this player because it's going to be your error curve it's going to be either he he pitches and well, I guess it's two. It's an error curve within an error curve because either he pitches and he pitches well, mm-hmm. or he doesn't pitch, or he pitches and pitches poorly. 
So where's the point where you can yep. take those three outcomes? What is it, 13-rounder in a 12-team in a league? Yeah, I was I was going to say 120 overall. ADP, 120 was the line I was going to set. Okay, yeah. So I'm saying 130. Uh, I'm saying more like, what is it? I said 13 times 12 is... It's 156. 156. It's a big number. So, yeah, yeah, somewhere in between. So somewhere in between the two of us probably is where yeah, it flies. I guess I'm, I'm thinking that at 120, somebody's thinking maybe I get top 60 upside. Yeah. Someone's like, guy. fuck it. So, my team looks pretty good. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So so that's why I, I tend to think, I tend to like, you know, think where I would draft an injury risk and then scale it down because people are always, people are always going for it. And honestly, if they hit though, they're right. That's the thing. But then you've, but then you, some, you, some fraction of the time you're going to get saddled with a season like this where you paid a bunch for him and, uh, you're going to get 5.2 crappy innings out of him. Right. And yeah, if you don't, then yeah, you missed out on, I, I don't know, someone who's uh, Tony Gonsolin. You know, yeah. you could have taken yep. someone with actual upside at that spot. Well, you could have taken could take any of the guys at our round 100, right? So Castillo, McClanahan, or Kershaw, you could have taken in place of Sale this year. Any of those. And they're all pitching, <laughs> you know, like... They're all out there. Like, you don't even have to get McClanahan out of that to just think that it's worth it. You'd probably take, uh, I don't know, you'd probably you'd probably take Alex Wood over him, obviously. You, like, you could have taken Alex Wood over him, but, you know, what are you going to do? Right, yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's disappointing because I would way rather see Chris Sale on the mound than not. It's much more exciting when he's actually pitching. Yeah. So he was taking 174 last year. Well, he never mind. Wow, did you did you actually look this up? He went one seventy four. No, 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 no. That was his consensus rate preseason ranking was one seventy four. Oh. His ADP was one twenty. I did not look it up, but his ADP was one twenty. So people got to the end of the tenth round in a twelve teamer, and I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck it. No, but that's but that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, because functionally, last season and this season are not that different. I mean, forty two innings pitched is useless in fantasy. Because it just is, you know, it's, it's just useless in fantasy if you can't string it together and yeah. you don't know where it's going to come from and, you know, you don't know if he's going to have a decent outing and he was fine, but it's just hard. It's right. just really hard. Well, I guess it makes, so it makes, so the fantasy rankings is 174. So this is even further than, than I had had. And at that point, mm-hmm. we're talking about, he's sandwiched between Mark Melanson, hmm. who has pitched, so in a really mm-hmm. deep league, like maybe, but not really that valuable. And Ian Happ, who again, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's pitched. It was hit. You mean? Um, this hit. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he has played ninety games, three eighteen at bats, nine home runs, forty two RBIs, two seventy four. Like that's a player, um, right? So that's and that's sort of your, those are your outcomes, right? There's a couple of injury guys. I think John Means is like right here as well. John Means is right there. Brandon Belt mm. is there. Luke Voigt. Mm. Adam Duvall. Who, mm. There we go. You know, Corey Kniebel, Gene Segura. So, I mean, that makes total sense. That's a, pl- <laughs> that's a place where you, you get them. The only guy that I'm really seeing with a ton of upside, Austin Hayes, your top 100 yep. players, is right there. So you could have picked him instead. But then you also could have picked Michael Brantley and dealt with the Michael Brantley thing. 
So, yeah. Um, Michael Brantley, Chris Sale, kind of the same thing on some level. <laughs> so, around 170 is a, is a good spot to probably get him because then you're, if your team is built with a little bit of upside, you can probably grab him. So what do you? But my point is, but my point is, people are paying 120 for him. People are going to pay 124 for him, even right, when the experts right, as tell the you. ADP says. Even when the experts say take him 174, as the ADP people says. are going to draft him 120. Uh-huh. And I think that's going to happen again because people are going to look at the injuries and say, oh, the finger was a total freak injury, and you know probably won't get unlucky like another 60 day DL stint. Upside is there. Yeah, exactly. And so somebody's going to take him. Somebody will take him at 120. There's 12 people in a league. I mean, this is the thing that we need to make the agents un- the agents understand. Yeah, there are 12 guys here. Someone, someone's going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. And the, the agents need to un- the agent based model needs to understand that. Yeah. <laughs> who are we doing? So who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Dylan Cease. Let's go for a little more positivity. All right. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yay!